Games rated E to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we look at the past and future of Pokemon in honor of its 25th anniversary. My name is Chris, and this episode, I'm joined by two friends of mine from the strategic communications team at Nintendo of America. Camille. Hi, Camille. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, welcome back. And Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello. Thanks for having me on for the first time. Yeah, it's awesome. We always love to have new people on the show. This year, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, which originally started with the launch of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green way back in February of 1996 in Japan. And then, of course, the series came to the U.S. in 1998 with Pokemon Red version and Pokemon Blue version. So I thought it would be fun to take some time to look back at where the Pokemon series has been and then, you know, take a peek at where it's going next on Nintendo Switch. And I definitely wanted you two here to talk about it because uh, you're two of the biggest Pokemon fans I know here at Nintendo. So you ready to get started? Yes. Always happy to talk about Pokemon. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. This should be fun. So one of the great things about Pokemon is that there's been so many generations of games and, you know, every game is someone's first Pokemon experience. So Camille, I wanted to start by asking you, you know, what was your first introduction to the series? So my very first Pokemon experience was actually Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue on the Game Boy. And it's so funny. I remember very vividly a friend of my parents came over and brought their son and my younger brother and I never met them before, but he was really excited about this game that he was playing and was carrying his Game Boy around with him everywhere. And my brother and I were like, what is that? What is that? And he showed us and it turned out to be Pokemon Blue. And so immediately we were like, what? What is this? These creatures are so cute. This gameplay is really interesting. And so uh, within the next week or so, we had convinced our parents to buy us copies of the games. And ever since then, he and I have played every pair of Pokemon games that have come out. And I just have such fond memories uh, of that very first time, you know, figuring out type matching and how to pick the right Pokemon for different battles. And uh, my very first partner Pokemon was Squirtle, and I am pretty much partial to water type partner Pokemon uh, for the most part. But uh, yeah, really fond memories for me, and I can't believe it's been 25 years. Incredible. I know, it's crazy that it's gone by so fast. But then when you look back at how many amazing Pokemon games there have been, both you know the core RPGs and all of the other um, types of Pokemon games, it really does feel like it's been quite a while because there's been so so much great stuff. Jason, what about you? What was your first introduction to Pokemon? So uh, appropriately, uh, I, I was had to think about this a little bit, and I vividly remember going into uh, a toy store at the time and picking up a little slip out of a container and taking it up to the uh, the front of the store and, and getting my copies of of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. But how I got to that point, uh, it, it kind of baffled me a little bit. And then I started um, talking to my dad and, and thinking back, uh, you know, back in the days. And uh, it was actually Nintendo Power um, and the Pokemon. There was like a Pokemon Power uh, insert in the magazine for, I think, six issues or so. Um, and it was, you know, clearly after after it had, you know, taken off in Japan and 
uh, had started to make its way uh, to the States. And so that that was, uh, I think, where I kind of got the first itch. And after that, I ended up choosing not only Pokemon Blue to play first, but also Squirtle as well as my first partner Pokemon. Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was, uh, it was you know, the start of, of many things. It was my first foray into um, role-playing games. Uh, it was uh, the beginning of a in just absolutely bonkers uh, obsession with collecting in games, not only Pokemon, but uh, every game I've played since. Um, if there are collectibles, I now I have to weigh my time a little more, but I, I very much, um, you know, like to go in and try to get a complete Pokedex whenever I can and, and uh, you know, whatever other games I'm playing. Um, I think even playing the uh, Leaf Green, I still kind of fell in love in the, in the same way, um, picking that back up, you know, years later. Um, and that time I picked uh, Bulbasaur, actually. Uh, I usually oscillate between water and, and grass types. But for the most part, uh, if I ever play the originals again, it'll always be Squirtle. That's awesome. And, you know, my first experience with Pokemon also goes back to Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Actually, I wasn't with Nintendo at the time, but I was at E3 back in 1998, which is where those games first debuted here in the U.S. before they were released later that year. And um, Pokemon had a very big presence at the Nintendo booth. I think The Legend of Zelda Green of Time also was, was pretty big at the booth that year. And, um, and every so often at the booth, I remember a giant Pikachu would like emerge from a giant Pokeball and actually like launch Pokemon like plushes into the crowd. And everybody would gather around and say, you know, what is this? They're giving away this cool, these cool free free Pokemon things. And, and that's how a lot of people were kind of first learning about these games uh, at the show. And um, obviously the, the Pokemon craze had kind of already started in Japan, but a lot of people I remember at the show weren't, you know, they were wondering if, if the same kind of, uh, you know, if the, the same kind of, if the series would have the same kind of acceptance by the fans here. Um, and it's funny to think about that now, obviously, the answer was a resounding yes. And, um, but, you know, those those first games, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue, uh, you know, they, they both had the core things that people love about Pokemon. You know, it was always there from the very start. You could catch Pokemon, battle with them, and you could even trade them, you know, using the Game Boy Link cable. So every once in a while, every couple of years, I'll go back to those original games just for a pure kind of classic RPG experience. Now, it sounds like we all kind of got our start right there with Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue, but um, what would you say is your favorite pair of core Pokemon RPGs, Camille? Well, it's hard to pick just one favorite pair, uh, and I have to admit that nostalgia plays a very strong role in my list of favorite video games of all time. But for me, I would have to say my favorite pair of mainline Pokemon games is probably Pokemon Gold version and Pokemon Silver version for Game Boy Color. And I just, similar to playing Pokemon Blue for the first time, have such vivid memories of exploring, uh, in, in this case, the Johto region and having all new Pokemon to encounter for the first time. And there were the addition of uh, some pre-evolutions of Pokemon 2, which was something that I was particularly excited about. That's when we first were introduced to Pichu and uh, some of those uh, just precious little uh, pre-evolutions of some of the Pokemon. And then the legendary Pokemon in this game, I think, are also some of my favorites, the three dogs. Uh, and then 
one other feature that I remember spending a lot of time playing around with in this game was the addition of breeding and trying to figure out how to match Pokemon to potentially get an egg to hatch and then see what hatched out of that. And I know that has been a, a favorite feature of a lot of Pokemon fans in some of the newer titles as well. Um, and then just the ability to, uh, at the end of the game, then go back to the Kanto region and experience that in a new way with some new Pokemon. Uh, there's just uh, so many fond memories for me of, of those two games that I would have to say, if I had to pick, those are probably my favorites. Well, those are two, uh, definitely two worthy additions. Um, Jason, what about you? Now, I think you told me before that you've been going back and forth uh, playing a lot of, of the past Pokemon RPGs to complete your Pokedex. Is that right? So you've probably got like a, a pretty fresh opinion. Yeah, so... It definitely started with Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield as kind of the impetus of like, all right, Pokemon Home's a thing. There's so many different ways for me to, you know, bring Pokemon from other games in. How deep can I go? And I think the the ones that really stand out for me uh, in this instance, and I and I know I think because of uh, I think this will be a different opinion than a lot of folks, but Pokemon X and Pokemon Y were a huge return point for me because between Pokemon Heart Gold and Pokemon Soul Silver, and then all the way up until Pokemon X and Pokemon Y, I actually wasn't playing the games regularly. And so Pokemon X and Pokemon Y was kind of a point for me to jump back in. And I found some Pokemon in there that I really love. The partner Pokemon are probably my favorite since the original trio. Uh, I just feel like they're really their designs are really great. The representation of uh, the dual typings is definitely my favorite of any of the dual typing uh, for partner Pokemon. Um, it brought the fairy type, which I thought was kind of uh, a neat addition to the whole mix of things. And and I was also new to uh, types that were added after the fact, like. Uh, dark, so it was um, just a, a great kind of coming home uh, of sorts. Uh, I went with Pokemon X to start with, and ended up getting my hands on uh, Xerneas, Andy Veltal, and uh, and <laughs> eventually got Zygarde. And um, yeah, I, I also was a, a French uh, major in high school, and so uh, the the kind of theming around. Um, you know, Paris and, and France as a whole was was uh, really appreciated. Awesome. Well, for me, like like uh, you know, like everyone's saying, I'm sure it, it's a tough choice. But I would pick Pokemon Diamond version and Pokemon Pearl version. Um, obviously, I started playing with with the original games, like I said. But Pokemon Diamond was the first Pokemon game that I ever finished, actually, because I'd always played quite a bit of uh, of the previous games. But for whatever reason, it wasn't until Pokemon Diamond that I finished a title. And then I, you know, of course, went back and finished some of the previous ones. But I think in Pokemon Diamond, the storyline with Team Galactic uh, was pretty epic. You know, they basically wanted to use Pokemon to destroy the universe. And I loved, um, in this game, using the touchscreen on the Nintendo DS to issue battle commands. And then also using it, you know, for all of the wristwatch um, functions. Um, like, you know, uh, that map application or the clock or even uh, the drawing pad. And then I also thought that the polygonal towns looked really cool. You know, if I remember right, I think that's the first time you kind of you kind of had those 3D graphics in that way in, in the series. Uh, and it was also cool to see the towns at different times of day. 
And then I think it may have also been the first time you could battle and trade Pokemon over the internet. So there were a lot of firsts for me with that particular uh, uh, RPG. I also really like Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield because I've gotten really used to those more modern graphics and there's a lot of cool things in those too. But, but yeah, I think for nostalgic reasons, I'd probably pick Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl for myself. Now that we've kind of each named our favorite pair of core Pokemon RPGs, Camille, what's your favorite Pokemon spinoff game? Oh, well, this might seem like an obvious one given what is coming up in the very near future, but uh, for me, it has to be Pokemon Snap, the original game on Nintendo 64. I, again, have some great memories of my brother and I begging to rent that game repeatedly from Blockbuster Video and printing out the photos that we had taken in-game on the kiosk in the store. And uh, in fact, I just got my Nintendo 64 out to celebrate Pokemon Day a few weeks back and got all dressed up in my favorite Pokemon shirt and uh, played together with my roommates. We went through and played the original game and it was so fun uh, just seeing Pokemon. That was really one of the first times that you saw them in a different sort of environment and interacting together in nature and with each other. And uh, it was fun to try and remember all of the puzzle elements to that game, because if you chain a certain number of activities together, sometimes you can make a special Pokemon appear, like if you threw the fruit and then followed up with a flute or a pester ball. Uh, you know, it was always just interesting to see how different Pokemon would react and potentially make other ones appear in that moment. Uh, so that sense of discovery was really fun for me and I have to say still holds up as a great adventure even to this day. So I am definitely looking forward to new Pokemon Snap on Nintendo Switch coming out pretty soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jason, what was your favorite? Uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it a side game, spinoff game, you know, a Pokemon game other than the, the core RPGs. I, I, it's tough because I, I think my initial reaction would probably be uh, Pokemon Snap. I, I spent a lot of time with that game, um, but kind of along the same lines, uh, I think the Pokemon Stadium games for the 64 were also like mind blowing to me as a kid. It was like the first instance where I could bring, you know, this team that I curated and battled with and everything and the the ability to put my cartridge into the controller and then they were just there in full 3D and I could battle. Uh, that that was just so cool to me at the time. And I absolutely loved the additions that they made with the the second game uh, and, and obviously a larger roster of Pokemon. I, I think I do want to give a, a small shout out as well to Pokemon Go. It's kind of always with me and I... You know, even when I'm not on my uh, my expedition to complete my living decks, it is, uh, you know, something that and, and actually now I can because I can bring those Pokemon in from Pokemon Home. So uh, I think that that's been uh, really lovely because it adds that real, uh, you know, real world element to it. Um, but, yeah, I would say the stadium games for, for sure. I think 64 in those early games were just like a, such a great sweet spot. 
I would also be remiss if I didn't give a call out to Pokemon Pinball, which in my opinion is one of the mm. most underrated Pokemon <laughs> games. That was a Game Boy Color classic and another one that I, I spent a lot of time on car rides playing that one, trying to unlock special moves and making different Pokemon appear. And it, it was just such a unique take on pinball as a concept that that one for me uh, also holds a special place in my heart. You know, I almost thought about mentioning that one myself because, and I'm not normally a pinball guy, but I remember Pokemon Pinball was a lot of fun. And I could easily have said Pokemon Snap because that was <laughs> such an amazing game that I really got. I actually learned useful tips from that game for like taking real photos in real life, like, you know, how to get, how yes. to frame, you know, your subject. So that was that was uh, pretty amazing. But the one I thought I would mention here is um, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for Game Boy Color, which I believe there was a similar game, Pokemon Puzzle League for Nintendo 64, but I played the Game Boy Color version. It's a matching game similar to, um, you know, Nintendo fans might remember Tetris Attack for Super NES or even Panel Dupont, which I think started that whole style of play, which you can play, um, you can now play in the Nintendo Switch online collection of Super NES games. But but yeah, I, that was my first exposure to that type of gameplay, and 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 I really loved it um, on Pokemon Puzzle Challenge. All right, so before we get to the upcoming Pokemon titles, um, which I'm uh, I can't wait to kind of discuss with you guys, this is perhaps my toughest question, but I've got to know for each of you if you had to pick one favorite Pokemon. Camille, which Pokemon would you choose? Well, now I'm sure this will be shocking to people who know me very well, but my favorite Pokemon is Psyduck. And there are there are several reasons for that. The, the obvious one that people might say is because I graduated from the University of Oregon, I tend to like ducks and related <laughs> things. Uh, but I, I've always felt a special connection to Psyduck just as a, a character. I, I, I love its design. I think it's a really charming Pokemon. And as I mentioned earlier, I am also partial to water-type Pokemon. Uh, but the fact that Psyduck is able to leverage its frequent headaches for to summon these really powerful attacks is something that I aspire to and that I wish <laughs> was uh, my superpower, <laughs> you know. <laughs> headaches, headaches sure can be a pain, but being able to leverage that and harness it into something cool uh, as a special ability, I, I think always resonated with me on some level. So uh, I'm a huge fan of Psyduck. And then I'll also say one surprising Pokemon that I've grown fonder of uh, over the last several years is actually because of the Detective Pikachu game on um, Nintendo 3DS, and it is Garbodor. And I don't know if either of you played Detective Pikachu, and I don't want to spoil it if people haven't played it, but the role of Garbodor in that game is really wholesome. It's working to help solve the pollution issues in the world. And uh, I just, I love how Detective Pikachu really made you look at Pokemon in different ways and how they, what their roles are in the real world. And so special shout out uh, to Garbodor as well. Awesome. Those are great picks. Jason, what about you? Um, I, I have to, my like forever day one uh, Pokemon is Gengar. Um, 
on multiple occasions, I have had people mispronounce my name uh, as Gengar and uh, where it's Gegner. And and uh, that line, you know, the first ghost trio, I, I love all three of them. They're very powerful uh, in in playthroughs. I try to at least loop one uh, some stage of of that evolutionary line into uh, all of my playthroughs when I need, you know, uh, a, a ghost Pokemon or, or some sort of uh, status attacks. I I think I've always really loved ghosts. I love the whole Lavender Town kind of, um, a, you know, side story. And uh, yeah, it's it just always stuck with me. I think he's got a lot of personality uh, the, the huge tongue. And I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the, the little, um, bundle that was announced recently. And I think is coming out later this year where it's Gengar and then his tongue rolls out into like a little mat. And it's, so it's kind of like a little nap station. Um, that's goals for this year's to, to try to get my hands on one of those. But yeah, I just, I love Gengar. Uh, I love ghost type Pokemon. And so, uh, like Camille, I'm going to do another little shout out, uh, of a Pokemon that has grown on me a lot in in recent years, which is uh, actually the partner Pokemon I chose for Gen 7, uh, Rowlet, and uh, its evolution uh, Decidueye. I think uh, Grass and, especially in the later games, the I would say the last three generations, I have chosen Grass. Uh, I chose Chespin and Rowlet and uh, Grookey and no, no, no regrets, but I, I had before that had been pretty into water types, but um, really loved Rowlet. I love the grass typing. So yeah, those are my two. And and I act, uh, one last thing is uh, I do love Garboder. The generation I'm playing through now actually is, is uh, well, I've been playing Pokemon White version two and they come up all the time. And I had one on my team for a little while, but as I've kind of gotten more and more of my team sorted out, uh, poison typing is just not 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 gonna make it to the the elite four. Uh, but yeah, great great Pokemon. Awesome. Well, after those um, very well thought out picks, I almost feel a little guilty for my pick, which is Pikachu, which is maybe the most obvious answer. But uh, I think Pikachu is so iconic that I associate it with 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 so many great Pokemon experiences. And also, uh, I always really enjoyed playing as Pikachu in the Super Smash Brothers games. So I've got kind of a fondness for Pikachu because of that too. But also, I really like Scorbunny, who is my partner Pokemon in Pokemon Sword. And then um, going back to my partner Pokemon in Pokemon Diamond was Chimchar. And so I really liked Infernape, which I think was the final evolution there. So, so lots of great Pokemon. And now we're finally going to get to talk briefly, I think, about three new Pokemon games that were recently announced for Nintendo Switch. And first, we have new Pokemon Snap, which comes out on uh, April 30th. And from what we were discussing earlier, it sounds like all of us are going to be really looking forward to that one. Camille, what is it about, well, I mean, obviously, I know you're a big fan of the original Pokemon Snap, but what's some of the new stuff that you've seen so far in, uh, you know, the trailers for new Pokemon Snap that's got you excited? Well, one of the great things about new Pokemon Snap is whether you played the original or this will be your first time, it's very easy to jump into. So just to kind of set it up for anyone who may not be familiar, the premise of the game is you're really on this photo adventure. You're journeying through 
different environments like the desert, the beach, you can even go underwater, uh, and you're taking photos of Pokemon in their natural habitats, and you get to see them interacting with each other and interacting with the world in a way that you really don't see in any other game. And new Pokemon Snap just is stunning. The visuals are really pretty and vibrant. And uh, I've had a chance to see a fair amount of the game so far. And I cannot wait for people to discover all of the surprises that await. And I know I'm being a little vague, but it's one of my favorite things about the original. And uh, again, in this one is you may throw that the interactions with Pokemon, even Pokemon of the same type may be different without throughout the course of a single level. So for example, you might throw a fluff fruit, which is the food in the game that you can offer to Pokemon, to a Pikachu at the beginning of the level, and it might not be interested. It may just carry on its merry way, uh, jumping around or interacting with other Pokemon, but then you may approach a Pikachu later on and throw a fluff fruit, and it may react completely differently. And in fact, that may cause it not only to eat the fluff fruit, but maybe perform some sort of action. And so each of those different uh, sort of moments you can capture uh, using your camera in the game. And something that uh, fans of the original, I think, are really going to enjoy, and one of the things I'm most excited about, well, two things, are the photo customization features. So you can go in uh, after your photos have been judged, uh, then you have your own in-game photo album, and you can add stamps and filters and really have a lot of fun with the pictures that you've taken. And you can even recrop them and zoom in or zoom out if you only got a partial picture of a Pokemon, but you really like that particular pose. So there are a lot of new features um, within the photo editing tool set that you can use. And you can also upload those and share them with the online community. And you can rate and rate each other's photos and things. So a lot to explore from that perspective. And then the other thing that I'll just mention, which I'm really looking forward to, is that uh, in New Pokemon Snap, you can travel through a level during the day, but then experience it again at night. And different Pokemon will appear at different times. And even Pokemon that you may see both in the day and the night may act differently at those different times of days. So really so much uh, fun to discover in this game. Yeah, I mean, you covered off on a lot of the really cool aspects of the game there. And, and Jason, I imagine, based on what you said earlier about uh, your attraction to collecting as much of everything that you can in games, I got to imagine your photo decks is going to be pretty impressive when you finally get your hands on this game. Yeah, and I didn't even know what, what photography was as a kid. <laughs> I think when Pokemon Snap originally came out, I was, uh, you know, 11 or 12 years old and I was just in it for the love of catching Pikachu uh, surfing or getting Moltres to pop out of a crater. Uh, but now I have all of this uh, wonderful experience we all have with our with our phones. And I think people are going to get some really interesting uh, compositions. And I'm just looking forward to the unique little elements that and situations that 
you know, seeing Pokemon interacting in a way that we don't normally. It's usually, you know, battling or, or maybe doing some sort of uh, job in, in one of the Pokemon Sword and Shield games. But uh, I think those are the things that I'm really going to be looking forward to. And it sounds like there are a lot more ways to interact. So uh, that that just says more uh, opportunities for, for fun uh, interactions to come up. There's definitely incentive to replay through the levels multiple times, and especially because you may be looking in one direction trying to capture a specific shot. But if you go back through the level and you look in a different direction, there may be Pokemon you didn't even know were in the level the first time. And they sure do get into some mischief, too, I have to say. I, <laughs> I can't spoil anything, but some of the Pokemon uh, have fun with each other. That's I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Well, that's, that's going to be so great. I'm really looking forward to that. And, and Jason, I think you made a great point that I hadn't even considered before, which is that the the um, the culture that we're in now, a culture of selfies and a culture of everyone has a phone in their pocket, you know, is very different, you know, than, than it was back when the original Pokemon Snap came out. So I really am curious now to see how that influences the types of, you know, pictures that that people take and also their experiences with this game. So especially when it comes to finding those perfect moments and then sharing them with other fans. I think that's going to be something to really look forward to. Now, moving on to Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl coming late this year. These are remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl, which originally appeared on Nintendo DS. And of course, this is going to allow you to return to the Sinnoh region with the same cool setting, story, and Pokemon, but with some of the more convenient player-friendly upgrades, you know, from the more recent Pokemon games. So the big question for me is, while I choose Chimchar as my partner Pokemon again, or am I going to go with, with someone else? <laughs> Camille, what are you looking forward to most with this game? These two games, I should say. Well, I have to say, Chris, uh, the original Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl are actually two games that I've spent the least amount of time with. For, so for me, I'm really excited to get to re-experience and experience some elements of the game for the very first time on Nintendo Switch. And I uh, I did admittedly pick Piplup as my partner Pokemon the first time around, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can alter from that. I might have to do Piplup again this time, but uh, I think I love how they've stayed true to a lot of the original uh, design and sort of that top-down view of the gameplay style for, um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So for me, I'm just excited to really get to know the Sinnoh region a bit more. Mm -hmm. Jason, what about you? So on my on my uh, Pokemon Living Dex quest, I have recently actually played uh, a bit of uh, spent a bit of time in Sinnoh, and I really found a lot to love in the Sinnoh region, especially the Pokemon in it. I think one of, like I'd mentioned before, I had pretty great foundations and then I kind of had a break <laughs> between generations two and six. And so being able to experience these uh, these games and, and see where all the Pokemon are coming from has been a really, uh, a, a real treat. Um, I think the partner Pokemon that I ended up with was Empoleon, um, and it was actually someone else's file that I that I kind of jumped into and started playing. So that was uh, pretty neat to come into a game from that uh, perspective. But I 
brought Empoleon and, and a handful of other uh, scrappy recruits, in, including Golduck Camille. Uh, he made the made the list <laughs> into the uh, you know the the final stages of the game. And and I know I, I won't spoil too much, but people do appropriately note that the champion of the region is mighty difficult and. I was pretty surprised at, at how difficult there is a uh, pseudo legendary dragon on her team that is is really no joke and 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 really the rest of her team is uh, quite challenging and well rounded as well. So yeah, I think that region is uh, has has one of the cooler plot lines to me. I, I love the idea of um, these kind of three forces that are kind of pushing and pulling space and time uh, specifically for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. I think it'll be really interesting to see how everything in this kind of new um, style and have my own adventure. (laughs) And I think I will choose Chimchar, actually. Nice. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to choose Chimchar as my partner Pokemon again, and we'll just, (laughs) we'll be Chimchar partners. (laughs) All right, so finally, Pokemon Legends Arceus is coming early next year, and this is going to be a new kind of Pokemon adventure from Game Freak that blends action and exploration with the series' RPG roots as you go back to an earlier period in the Sinnoh region to create the region's very first Pokedex. Obviously, there's not much that's been announced about this game yet, Camille, but um, it's already you know got me thinking about all the possibilities. What what did you see in maybe that original announced trailer that's that's really got your interest? Ooh, for me, I was so surprised by the trailer. It was a really special announcement uh, because this is unlike anything we've really seen from a Pokemon game before. The gameplay style, as you mentioned, it fuses some of the action and RPG elements that we know and love uh, from traditional Pokemon games, but Uh, It pushes that framework a little bit, and so it's going to be a a brand new kind of Pokemon adventure that uh, I personally am looking forward to the the world of Sinnoh and how they've reimagined it in this game looks really interesting to me. I'm excited to, and it looks a, a little less developed, so I'm excited to explore sort of the rugged nature and see how Pokemon are living and interacting in this world. You know, this takes place also before the concept of a Pokemon trainer really even existed. So it's almost like an origin story of sorts. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the story is like in this game and how they bring uh, new gameplay elements into the series. Should be a really fun one. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the really interesting things too, is that, you know, you're taking, this is Sinnoh, but it's 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 the region before Pokemon Diamond version and Pokemon Pearl version, like way before. So, um, you know, you're almost getting to explore the region when it was new in a way for, like you said, for 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 Pokemon. Jason, now this is, you know, th- there's still a lot, like I said, we don't really fully understand here about this game, but it seems that you catch Pokemon by kind of learning their behavior and sneaking up on them and maybe throwing a well-aimed Pokeball. So there's a lot here to kind of, um, you know, we don't want to start speculating or anything, but, you know, what are some of the things here that, um, like I asked Camille, have definitely caught your attention? Yeah, I I think uh, directly to your point, Chris, about, you know, interacting with uh, and kind of uh, stalking Pokemon and and kind of, um, you know, having a little more of that uh, 
earlier primitive feel like there there weren't trainers you know what figuring out what that is and what it is to be a pokemon trainer um one thing that i i absolutely adore is the three partner pokemon that they chose uh all three personal starter choices uh, personal starting partner pokemon choices for myself uh i love cyndaquil i Really am enjoying my time with uh, Oshawott, now Samurott, in, in my Pokemon White 2 playthrough. But obviously I will be choosing Rowlet and, and uh, enjoying some uh, <laughs> exploration with Decidueye. But yeah, I think to, to Camille's point as well, I, I think the seeing a region before it's this very developed thing with these small communities and uh, the, you know, different landmarks and whatnot will be really interesting. And I, I think the last thing is that Arceus as a Pokemon is, is, you know, for good reason, shrouded in mystery, uh, as, you know, some would call it like the God Pokemon. I think it will have a really interesting, obviously it's in the title. So I, I think there will be a really interesting storyline there and, uh, looking forward to learning more. Absolutely. Me too. Well, those games that we just went over give us a lot to look forward to. And, you know, just thinking back again, it's crazy that Pokemon has been around for 25 years already and doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And, um, you know, I think I might personally have to celebrate the anniversary by going back and playing the very first games on Game Boy yet again. So thanks so much for joining me here for this Pokemon discussion. And now we're going to move on to Player's Pulse. Now, a few days ago, just for fun, we posted three polls on Twitter for Nintendo fans. And the first question we asked was, which is your favorite Pokemon pastime? And the choices that we gave were camping, photographing, riding, or swimming. Any guess on uh, which got the top vote? I want to say just simply because of how recent Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are and all of the wonderfulness that the curry decks added uh, and, and, you know, the the updates to Pokemon and me and, and things like that. I want to say camping. I think that's a good guess, Jason. I'm with you. Well, it was pretty close and, and camping was near the top, but the number one vote getter was riding. They chose ah, riding. Yeah. That is always very fun. And especially depending upon the Pokemon that you are riding. <laughs> yeah. I'm a personal fan of taking Onyx for a spin. <laughs> it can be a very fun and useful uh, activity to share with your Pokemon for sure. All right, the next question was, which are you most passionate about when it comes to Pokemon? Catch, battle, or trade? Jason, which which one of those are you personally the most uh, passionate about? I think it would have to be catching, right? <laughs> like, I think that's the closest to collecting. I have done a lot of trading to to get the the dex number that i have now but yeah i've i've always found it great to to enjoy getting new pokemon and and i think one thing that is a little underrated is checking out the dex entries uh for all of the different games for the different pokemon it, it does change from game to game and it's a, an underrated thing in my opinion so yeah absolutely catching camille catch battle or trade yeah i probably have to say catching is my favorite, although I do love trading for those Pokemon that require to be traded to evolve. And that was something that my brother and I always had a lot of fun with when we were younger, hooking up the link cable and trading and then and then sometimes having to beg him to give me my evolved Pokemon back. But uh, I, I always loved sort of the 
surprise factor of that too when you trade a Pokemon and it evolves into something new. Yeah, absolutely. And catch would be it for me as well. I mean, catch, battle, and trade, you really can't have Pokemon without all three. But uh, like you, Jason, I love collecting things in video games. So every time you've added a new Pokemon to your Pokedex, that's the biggest uh, point of satisfaction for me. And the fans agreed. They chose catch as well with just over half of the total number of votes. So that was a very popular uh, choice. And then the final question that we asked was, which type do you generally choose as your partner Pokemon? Fire type, grass type, or water type? Camille, I think you already said water type earlier. Is that right? I am a water type. Nice. And then Jason, is there a set type for you? It used to be water, and I sprinkled a couple fire in there. But like I said lately, it has been grass. The last Pokemon X and Y, Pokemon Sun and Moon, as well as Pokemon uh, Sword and Pokemon Shield, I chose grass for all of those. So I, I guess I'm a grass type now. You know, this was probably the closest of all the questions that we asked. Fire type won out, but all the types were within a few points of each other. I probably would have chose fire too, but honestly, for me, it just depends on the Pokemon. I guess whichever one looks cutest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we're moving on to Warp Zone. We're changing the usual format of the quiz this time. This time, I'm going to give you clues to help you guess three Pokemon side games that came out at different points throughout the whole history of Pokemon. So these are all Pokemon games that weren't core RPGs. You ready? Let's do it. If I had a hat, I would turn it backwards now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That The imaginary hat is backwards, and here we go. <laughs> so this is three years ago in 2018. This Nintendo 3DS game put a new spin on a popular Pokemon giving it a full voice and the wits to help you unravel a city's many mysteries. The game also gave us the biggest amiibo figure ever made. Any guesses? That would be Detective Pikachu, the one and only. Absolutely. I knew you were going to get this one because you brought the game up earlier. <laughs> um, and, and I should say, technically, the Mega Yarn Yoshi amiibo is bigger than the Detective Pikachu amiibo, but the Yoshi one is stuffed, so I'm not counting it as a quote-unquote figure here. Yeah, the Detective <laughs> Pikachu amiibo's got some heft to it. It does, absolutely. All right, so the next game, this is 12 years ago in 2009, and this digital-only WiiWare title started a series of all-out action games and let up to four players team up and take direct control of toy Pokemon to battle through stages, collect more toy Pokemon, and build a powerful team for giant boss fights and battle royales. Any guesses? Oh, I have it <laughs> in my brain somewhere. Another, another little clue is you could even transfer your favorite toy Pokemon to your Wii remotes. You could take them to a friend's house and play there. I have one of the toy, like, proto amiibo <laughs> uh <laughs> with the nfc chip for the the second game that came out on wii u but i'm completely blanking as well all right uh, i'll I'll, uh, I'll let you both off the yeah that's it pokemon rumble rumble yeah nice pokemon rumble. Yes. i was just about to <laughs> yes. give the answer you got it in just under the wire <laughs> all right so you're as a team here you're two for two the final one this is 21 years ago in uh 2000 and the clues are this turn-based N64 battle game gave players their first look at Pokemon in 3D. You could plug the N64 transfer pack into the N64 controller to import Pokemon from Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, or Pokemon Yellow. And you could even play those Game Boy games directly on the TV. Jason, if you don't know the answer to this one after your <laughs> earlier comments, I will be shocked. Yes, uh, Pokemon Stadium. 
Yes. Absolutely. Pokemon Stadium. Well done. All right. So we do have one more bonus question. Um, I'm going to play a sound effect, actually. And uh, you guys have to see if you can guess what it is. Obviously, it is from a past Pokemon game. And here's the sound. I'll actually play it twice. So if you do know the answer, please hold your response until I can play it twice. Okay, and here's the sound again. All right, any guesses as to what that sound is and what it's from? That triggered my anxiety a little bit because it's like the anticipation <laughs> of waiting to see if you actually caught the Pokemon where it's rumbling around in the Pokeball, but you're not quite sure yet. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is that anxious, anticipatory <laughs> waiting sound. And and we took that, that version specifically from Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, but... Uh, well done. I, w I guess I should have expected nothing less from you two when it came to Pokemon knowledge. A complete sweep of Phew. the Warp Zone quiz. Trainer badge remains intact. Exactly. If this was like a gym test, you both got the badge for sure. <laughs> yes. Now we're going to move on to game forecast. And this is where we take a quick look at some of the Nintendo Switch games that uh, were recently released or are coming soon. On March 19th, uh, we had Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition from Electronic Arts. On March 23rd, we had Overcooked All You Can Eat from Team 17 and Ghost Town Games. This collects Overcooked, Overcooked 2, and all of the additional content. We also have on that day Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town from Marvelous and Exceed, Tales from the Borderlands from Take-Two Interactive. And then on March 26th, it's Bal and Wonderland from Square Enix, Monster Hunter Rise from Capcom, and on March 30th, Narita Boy from Studio Koba and Team 17. Then on April 6th, we have Star Wars Republic Commando from Aspire. On April 9th, it's The Legend of Heroes Trials of Cold Steel 4 from Falcon and NIS America. On April 15th, we have Saga Frontier Remastered from Square Enix. And finally, on April 30th, we have, you guessed it, New Pokemon Snap from Nintendo. Um, Camille and Jason, is there anything here that you're especially looking forward to? Well... I think it's pretty clear I'm just a tad excited for new Pokemon Snap. So um, I will give a call out uh, for Overcooked All You Can Eat as another game that I'm really looking forward to. That series is one of my all-time favorite co-op games. It's so much fun. The characters are really charming, and I love the chaos of trying to run a kitchen and it really tests the boundaries of certain friendships and relationships to see <laughs> who you work who you work well with uh, together in a high stress environment. But um, huge fan of Overcooked, so I'm looking forward to the newest uh, collection from them. Yeah, I think for for me, it would probably be Monster Hunter. Uh, I have not played too much of any Monster Hunter title, and this will be kind of my first foray where I really dig in. Um, and and by all accounts, it sounds like uh, a lot of our team is also excited as well. So uh, those games, from what I hear, are always great with people to play. And I know a lot of my friends will be playing as well. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, ditto on Overcooked. Uh, that is a fantastic series. And uh, look forward to more people being able to enjoy all the wacky levels in, in those games. Um, and I think the last one I would shout out other than new Pokemon Snap, obviously, uh, is uh, the Star Wars Republic Commando. Uh, that was a, a 
big game for me back in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Um, and it'll be great. I, I've enjoyed a lot of those games uh, on my Nintendo Switch over the last like year or so, like uh, Pod Racing and uh, Jedi Knight. Uh, all of those games have come to uh, Nintendo Switch, and it's been great to kind of dig back in uh, from my couch. Well, I will definitely agree with you on all of those, especially you know new Pokemon Snap, of course, uh, as you said, Camille, and then. Monster Hunter Rise, I'm excited to finally get to play the, the final game. You know, we had um, some of the friendly folks from Capcom on the show a couple of episodes ago, and we actually played the demo together, um, and I've been dying to get my hands on the final game ever since. But one other one that I didn't really know much about until I looked into it was Narita Boy. Now, the genre is listed as platformer, arcade, strategy, role-playing, and the trailer is pretty wild. It has kind of a cool retro synth thing going on. And so anything that has a little bit of that 80s vibe, it's always going to get my attention. And also, whenever I visited Japan in the past, I've always flown into the Narita Airport. So the name caught my eye, Narita Boy. <laughs> All right. So Camille and Jason, thanks again so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast talking Pokemon with you. Thank you, Chris. You know, I'm always happy to talk about Pokemon. Same for me. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave a review and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power.